hard to believe we're in season three of the show and have yet to do a zombie movie. I don't have any bias towards them, but if I'm being honest, it isn't my favorite subgenre of horror. The word zombie has become so indoctrinated in the pop culture lexicon, though, that it leads me to wonder what current fears are driving their popularity. Every movie monster is a metaphor for the anxieties and fears of its current audience, regardless if it intends to be or not. For example, in 1956, the release of the original Godzilla movie, a giant radioactive lizard who destroys Japan after an atomic bomb wakens him from his long hibernation. With Japan being the only nation to have been attacked with atomic bombs, the correlation isn't that hard to see. All horror movies are like that if you look hard enough. So when looking at the rise of zombies, I wonder what they represent. Many point to the connection between Christianity, while others claim that zombies are a metaphor for our own aging bodies, the elderly being a constant reflection of our own imminent fate that we're all going to face one day. While it's neat to ponder these ideas, I believe the recent resurgence of zombies can be attributed to us, the fans. The plethora of ways to kill a zombie has kept generations of fans coming back for more. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite zombie movies, Dan O'Bannon's The Return of the Living Dead. Released on August 16, 1985, the comedy horror mashup was a box office success grossing over $14 million. Return of the Living Dead has lived on to reach cult status and even has a 91% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Pretty impressive. While I know it's almost horror blasphemy to have our first zombie episode not be a Romero film, but with this week being 4th of July, I saw no other way fit to kick off the holiday week than with my favorite 4th of July movie. I'm sure each of you have a comfort movie you watch when you're feeling bad. This is mine. If you're here with us, I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and without any further introduction, here's our take on The Return of the Living Dead. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back again for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, how we doing today? Hello, Christian. What's going on? Are you ready to party? Dude, I am so ready to party. Fourth of July? Now, I know not all of you listeners are American, and this isn't a flex. Fourth of July isn't a flex, but it is a fun holiday for us. Um, for the fact that we don't have to work. Everybody loves getting off work and lighting off fireworks, right? Especially when you mix the two together. Exactly, exactly. Maybe you lose a couple fingers. It's not a big deal. But something I do every 4th of July is watch The Return of the Living Dead. Are you familiar with the film, Mark? Yes. I love this movie. It's a very fun time movie for sure in that category. If you're going to put this movie in a category of the hoarder categories... Fun time, yes, is right in there. I like that we've kind of some uh, like kind of invented that category. Like that, we didn't make the movie obviously, and comedy horror has obviously always been a thing. But I like that subcategory of fun time because there's a few films that fall in there. Like Terrifier falls in there. Um, Terrifier is a fun movie. This movie, The Return of the Living Dead, is probably. I mean, it, it would. It's definitely a contender for number one. For it's just a lot of fun. I don't think it scares many people. Do you, Mark? No, I don't think it would. This is even if you were a little kid. I mean, now 
yeah. you can just tell because like some I mean some of the special effects they're pretty they're they're pretty good but it it still looks like uh cheesy kind of like yes. you can tell it's like cheesy not not now no, I'm not saying that's bad because I love the cheesiness of it uh, me too you me know. too but that's... I don't I don't think kids would be scared because it's too it's too quirky and too uh too it's much. too camp it's you know and camp is a lot of people don't understand that it's like um or they'll see something satirical and they'll be like, oh my God, you see how cringy that guy is? And you're like, dude, that's satire. That guy's not, he's kidding. Mm-hmm. He's joking. And something, some people don't understand that these, some of these flicks are made to be funny, to, to be hilarious. And Dan O'Bannon is the director of this movie. And if you guys are unfamiliar with it, A, go watch it. But I'll give you a little, uh, I'll fill you in a little bit. Take me through it. Yes. Now, this is labeled a horror comedy. So I don't want you guys to have the intentions like this is <clears throat> going to scare the socks off of you. This is going to terrify you. No, depending on your personality, this is like a 50-50 if you're going to like this or not. If I would say if it wasn't for so much cussing yes, in it, this would be the perfect movie in the fall time around Halloween at one of those like cemetery campouts or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? Or... Uh, late night movie nights absolutely mark this is a summertime movie to me and it takes place on fourth of july so back to i'll wrap it up for you boys and girls so there's a young kid he's like in his 20s his name's freddie played by uh tom matthews he's you know friday the 13th series he ended up playing uh tommy jarvis anyways it's his first day on the job. He's working at like a medical supply lab. They have all kinds of stuff uh, to send to scientists, the doctors, um, and they keep all kinds of weird shit, even like body parts and stuff. So it's his first day on the job. He's getting trained by this really funny older gentleman named Frank. And, um, oh, uh, Karis, what's that guy's first name? He's a great actor. That guy was in Wall Street. He was in a bunch of things. He, he just passed away not too long ago. But uh. that guy is hilarious. He's training this kid, Freddie, on the job. And he's like, hey, man, a long time ago, there was a, uh, there was a, like a, an experiment gone wrong, and the government sent something to us, and uh, they weren't supposed to send it to us, and it's down in the basement. It caused a big disaster. It's like this gas or whatever. He said it inspired the Night of the Living Dead movie. Yeah, I like how they, t- how they tied that movie into this a Absolutely. little bit right there. Because it's uh that's a George that's a George Romero flick and they that didn't. was I mean that was one of the first zombie movies wasn't it Yes yes it was it was the I don't want to say it's the first because there was like white zombie like Bella Lugosi like old school but this was the and but that was more of like voodoo zombie you know what I'm saying um this Night of the Living Dead was like your first we're eating body parts uh they're coming to get you Barbara Yeah I mm-hmm. love that scene Those those zombies in that movie real quick are some of the most terrifying ones They are gruesome they're, they're more they're 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 the most human and they're intelligent like they're fast too. Like he, he, the zombie knows to grab a rock and try and break the girl's car for God's sakes. Like that's scary. It's not like the zombies, the modern day zombies we're used to now. I know. I can't wait to do an episode on that movie. And in this movie, The Return of the Living Dead, the zombies are also intelligent. Yeah, they're swarmers. So this is the first zombie movie we have where they're talking. Um, so <clears throat> Fred, Freddie, the character, he's learning kind of the ins and outs of the job from Frank. 
Frank tells him that there's this weird gas in this thing down in the basement. Apparently, it caused a big accident, and the government accidentally sent it to them, so it's been locked down there. He's like, you want to see it? They go down there, check it out, and Frank's cleaning it off, and all of a sudden, boom, gas starts leaking out of it. They fall to the ground. They start not to feel well. Bodies start coming out of graves in the cemetery. People start turning into zombies. It, it gets really fun. Mm-hmm. It gets really fun. It kind of bothers me to the point, though, now, Mark, where I'm not saying I can't watch a comedy movie. I love to laugh, but I tend to, when I'm looking for something funny, I go towards movies like these. And I'm serious. This is at the top of the list. If I'm, I mean, mental health's a thing. If you're sad or depressed, please play this. Yeah. If you're having a bad day today, watch this. Yeah. You, you won't be anymore. Mark, I want to talk about a little bit, too, kind of the... Because I don't want to say lightning in a bottle because it's a classic. It's not a random. Because um, Dan O'Bannon, he's a great actor. I mean, a director. I mean, did Alien. All the, You know, he's he's there. So I think what makes this work was the 80s. And this came out in 85. And the punk scene, this movie was for punks. There are so many punks that love this movie because it had such a great soundtrack that just <clears throat> full of punk rock. The characters were punk as fuck. Yeah. I mean, they gave no fucks whatsoever. And I feel like they captured the essence of that well. There, it wasn't a poser thing. It was great. Yeah. And what's also fun, too, I like what they also incorporated and which is incorporated in every punk group. And I'm not punk, but I know this. There's always the cat that dresses super normal. <laughs> he's like super buttoned up but he's the punkest of them all mm-hmm. like he's so he won't conform to the punk dress that he's like you know yeah he's like it's it, they have every character in this movie mm-hmm. so some of the there, there's a few people in these uh or in this movie that have been in a lot of horror movies like Linnea Quigley she played trash uh that she's the woman she's a zombie in this movie he's who's naked pretty much the whole mm-hmm. thing and if you've seen Linnea Quigley in any movie you've seen her boobies that's just the way it works good for her very very big fan of her work you know what i mean me too i honestly i like that too because in that day and age it was like sure i'll take a part i'll show my boobs and i'm sure there were a lot of girls who got like kind of trampled on just trying to get famous Linnea Quigley's like fuck you i'll show you my boobs how you like that like it's like a <clears throat> she was always very confident and um she's just one of my favorites man i loved her in night of the uh, uh, night of demons when she was shoving like lipstick in her nipples like it it, it got weird <laughs> but she did it man she did it so the acting helps out significantly with this movie um and then oh boy i forget his name uh the fella from uh friday the 13th uh you know he gets stabbed in the stall Ooh, baby baby you know uh, yeah he died too what oh that guy's name's slipping me but there it's just a bunch of actors who are familiar with horror movies and you can see that when when it's on screen everybody uh is having a fun time and it's right in the middle of that 80s boom mm-hmm. yeah it's 80 as hell the score is good too the, the non-word music the score to this oh yeah very very fun very good but then you could then you cut in the 80s rock in it just are you ready to run? <laughs> All that. Do you want a party? That yeah. was the coolest scene. So there's a part like where the gas ex- uh, like is escaping into this whole community and it gets up into the clouds and it starts to rain and that's what brings the dead bodies out of the cemetery. And when they start popping out, the, they cue this song and it's super loud and that's what 
do you want to party? Like anybody who watches it immediately, like, like your hands are up. Like, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Another, uh, I, I think the neatest part with any kind of zombies are the, um, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, um, you have to be creative in how you kill these things. And they go out of their way. And most zombie movies, and this being, you know, no exception, there's so many different kind of deaths in this. A, to humans, but then B, how they're killing zombies. Mm-hmm. And there's all different kinds of zombies. I can definitely see the appeal of how some horror directors and makeup artists get stuck in the zombie world, almost like a Greg Nicotero, because he, do, he doesn't want to switch. He likes being in it. The guy like does Walking Dead, kind of Tom Savini's apprentice, if you will. Um, but I can see how people get stuck in that because zombies have so much versatility where you're like, all right, this is a skateboarder zombie, so we're going to have him. Like You can pretty much do anything you want. Yeah, this is a half a zombie. This is just a, a head. Or, mm-hmm. And they did that. They did that. Mm-hmm. They had all kinds of zombies in there. Yeah, man. And Anything they w- you could think of is probably in there. And And they were talking. That's what I like too. I mean, they're intelligent. Those are the most. Those are the scariest zombies, mm-hmm. really. The ones that talk and are intelligent. Absolutely. Like, I, like, I, I love how detailed they got on some of the zombies. Um, for example, when uh, they finally captured that uh, that half girl zombie, the half like lady that zombie, half woman, yeah. yeah, and they tie her up, and she. <laughs> I love how everything is deteriorated on her except for her titties. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that. They're like the only things that are like almost perfectly intact. That's the way it's got to be, man. You know, yep. it's a it's a horror movie and unfortunately that's just the way it's got to be. But it was I thought that was very neat because they were talking in this movie and she says, you know, it hurts. Yeah. And she's just like hungry. You're like, "Oh man, that's like crazy. That's a little wild." Yeah, that sucks. It it it, it makes you think for a second like, "Man, that must really be some pain because I'm sure people that are dying when they are alive are yeah. in a lot of fucking pain. You're a zombie and you're constantly like dying yes. all the time. Like that's nuts. Yeah, I have no idea or can't even imagine how that would actually feel like. But I imagine it would probably hurt pretty bad. So that was a creative little take to it to help you understand a zombie a little bit. I guess why they I, why they like brains. Yeah, makes them feel better, right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> this is actually the first movie that incorporated brains for zombies, Mark. They like, <clears throat> excuse me, they used to, I mean, obviously in George Romero's, he was, they were eating everything, like mm-hmm. entrails and everything. This is where the brains started. And you remember where the tar man, brains. Yeah, I love tar him. Man. <laughs> the tar man's such an iconic character. Yeah. And uh, say if you're a horror fan and you're not familiar with this movie, I'm sure at, at conventions or whatever horror-related thing you've been to, you've seen an image of the Tar Man. He's so iconic. He is. The makeup He's... is incredible in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, man. And there's something with horror. When you have people who <clears throat> like what they're doing, it shows. And there's certain movies that wouldn't get made unless the people loved what they were doing. And I feel like that's one of them, and I very much respect that. I see what they went for, and I love it. Yeah, when somebody act, likes what they're doing, they put more effort into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. It, It's like, um, I don't know, man. You just carry your work. You have passion in it. It's going to show to your fans. They're going to... Take pride in your work. These people actually take pride in your work. There's a, there's a big difference when you're working just to work 
versus taking pride in what you do. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the the work in this, obviously, this is Tom Savini's makeup work in this. So, and you can tell. Mm-hmm. You can tell. Yep. Rick Baker does the best werewolves. We've established this. Uh-oh. Ozark's going to sneeze. You better not. It's not happening yet. It went Don't away. Get it out. Get it out. Just God bless it, you. It's not happening. Go. Okay. Don't surprise me now. <laughs> Don't surprise me now. I, I, I get startled it. quickly. <laughs> I gotta get a heart murmur. A what? A murmur in my heart. I have palpitations. I have to take Viagra for my heart. You have murmurs. No, I don't. I don't have anything. In your palpitatoes? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, this is this is what I deal with when you talk to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You make up words all the time. No, that's not. How, heart palpitations, that's a thing. Like heart palpitations. Pal- palpitations. Palpitations. Yep. Okay. That's like when your heart's like skipping beats and shit. And then people feel like See, I don't know whether if I believe you or not, because I don't know the proper term for that. Yeah, I'm serious. I, but I, you're I, a very I, convincing motherfucker, so I don't know. Because you're very confident when you tell me these things, but I feel like half the time you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Look, words and horror movies, These are and basketball, I guess, these are things that I like very fewly know. Like, if you're like, hey, man... What's 10 times 12 divided by 84 then goes into the fifth power? I'd be like, bro, I don't know. Have you ever seen Leprechaun 2? And that would be my answer because I I wouldn't fucking know. And I feel stupid. Have you ever tried to do kids' homework? I mean, we've talked about that, but it's really hard, man. No, dude, I gave up when they started asking me for help when they were in, like, the fifth grade. Yeah, man. I, um, <laughs> like you, it's just with math. Like, obviously, history well, and yeah, English because I they keep re- up with. Yeah, because they redo how to do math every, like, three years. Oh, it's very aggravating. It's very aggravating. It's like, can't we just be used to the basic system? Like, we have buildings and skyscrapers and technology with the current, with the old school math. Yeah. You know, like, it works. Like, stop changing it. Anyways. America already had to switch it up by giving us our our, our metric system and shit, you know? (laughs) Or, you know, flipping it on its head. Don't get me started on that shit. Anyway. So, I'm going to give you a question, Ozark Mark. Okay. Favorite part in this movie? Tell these people. Maybe they feel the same. I don't know. That's a very hard question, Christian Ramey. I'm going to have to pinpoint it down here for a second. There's so many funny parts in it. I feel like you could literally <laughs> pick a giant, like, there could be a 37-minute clip. Like half the movie is my favorite part. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to go with uh, when the, because I love the fact that out in the parking lot, people just keep coming and once they get out, they get swarmed yes. <laughs> like instantly by like 40 or 50 zombies. Right. And then the bit, my favorite part is when it's, I think it's the one of the zombies goes up to the intercom. He's like, send more cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they had to send more paramedics. Yeah. Those guys were great, dude. Those, mm-hmm. That had me fucking, I think it had anybody rolling who's seen this fucking movie. It. Their commentary. You're just not expecting a zombie to talk, man. No. Nonetheless, no to speech. Man, I, if I had to pick my favorite part, it, well, there's a couple. I love the classic scene where, so at their work, like I said, they have medical supplies, and there's a cadaver inside of, a human cadaver inside of this like meat locker. Well, it comes alive and it starts going crazy. And the guys are like, yeah, shit, we got to let him out. So they let him out and this thing starts chasing him around and they have to subdue him. And it, it's, it's a very funny scene. It's but, like a Betty Hill struggle. Yes. Constantly <laughs> type deal. It's, it's, 
hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, nonstop it laughs for like 20 minutes. I agree. Like, you could probably... Somebody out there needs to edit that to that Benny Hill music. Have <laughs> people going. But they end up like cutting this dude to pieces, this zombie. And one of the other, one of the next funniest scenes is they take they don't know what to do with the body because all the parts are still moving after that. Like they got his head cut off, his legs cut off, all his body parts and put in trash bags, and they're just moving around. So they go next door <laughs> to the dude who runs like the he's like the mortician. That's uh, Ernie, right? Yeah, Ernie. And uh they say, Ernie, what's funny is the dialogue because it's like they kind of did it practically like it's two dads, like real matter-of-fact dads. Like, we're not playing games here, right? Making small talk. What you doing there, Ernie? Right. Oh, wow, that's that's really something there, Ernie. Uh, so, uh, so and, Ernie, let me ask you something. How long have we been friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because so, you know something's coming. And he's played by uh, Clue uh, Gulliger. That guy is great. Also from A Nightmare on Elm Street too. He was the dad. You know, real straight-laced. And he says, Ernie, I need you to do me a favor. And he's like, sure, Frank, name it. And he says... <laughs> I need you to uh, burn. He said he showed him the bags. He's like, I need you to burn these. He's like, burn them. He's like, what are they? He's like, they're the rabid weasels. He's <laughs> like, oh, that's cruel. You can't just burn them. Let me at least take take them outside and shoot them. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> like send them down. They end up opening a bag and it's his arm, like with hand attached, and it like crawls mm-hmm. over and grabs Ernie. And he's like, ah! he like rips his <laughs> pants and shit. And they sit him down like... I love Frank, too. He's like, oh, God! (laughs) (laughs) Frank all movie just is so like, oh! Oh, no. You think he's all tough, but once all that zombie stuff comes out, he is the biggest bitch out of all of them. Yeah. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) So Bert's like, all right, right, you got to help us out, Ernie. And uh, Bert and Ernie, obviously, that's funny. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as he gets attacked by that arm, he just, like, immediately, like, sits down. And, like, pulls a cigarette out and just smokes it. Like, holy shit, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a hard thing to take. <laughs> but uh, let me ask you this. I don't think they ever said it in the movie, but what do you think the favor Ernie wanted? Now, he uh, throughout the movie, he's like, remember that favor you owe me now? Yeah. And he's kind of giving weird eyes. I don't know what his favor was. I was always curious what his favor was going to ask. Once yeah. it was all over. Because they good don't point. say it. They no, don't they don't. It. And Ernie was a badass. He was strapped up with a gun. He yeah. almost pulled it on him guys for walking in. Because when he was walking in, he was working on a body with headphones on. Uh, yeah, dude, I would never do that ever. No. Even if I was a, morti- if I was a mortician or whatever whatever that role is called. I think it's yeah, mortician. Yeah, mortician. Yep. Working on a dead bo- room full of dead bodies in the middle of the night with headphones on. Fuck no. No, bro. No. No. Maybe the radio on or something, but it's like the same thing in a car, like when you're driving. People drive with headphones in, dude. That's dangerous as shit. It is. It's very dangerous. It's the dangerous. same concept. Like, I need to, I can hear music, but I need to know, you know, if a dead body comes alive or something. I'm not just going to sit there. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I feel like I could do that job, but I don't want to. No. I'm glad there are people. Like, it's kind of one of those things, like a children's hospital. I'm so happy there are people who can work there. Because I don't know, like, I could probably do a mortician, but I definitely not child's hospital. But I feel like after time there would be, like, a residual something that uh, would build up. You, know, and you lo- would need strength to do that that I don't have. Lucky <laughs> lucky for um, us two bozos, uh, there's people out there that prefer dead bodies over living bodies and people who are set out to help children. So good for them. 
You know why else we're lucky? Because there's also weirdo people who like to hear other weirdo people talk about horror movies. That's right. That's right. You ain't playing games, boy. So, Mark, since this is a 4th of July movie, what do you do for 4th of July? Do you got, like, any traditions or every year it's different? What's going on? Well, me and my family, when I was a kid, we always used to have a 4th of July party at the house. Uh-huh. We were, like, our three na- – we had two neighbors, so we had, like, three yards. One of them had a pool, basketball court, everything like going Sandlot. on. Oh, yeah, just like Sandlot. Uh-huh. So we did that. I did that for a lot of years of my life. But lately, going to family parties, something like that. I always end up uh, – People always ask me to help them with the fireworks show. Okay. And what pisses me off is, like, half the years I've done this, something always goes wrong, and it's not my fault. It's never my <laughs> firework that I light, but some everybody always thinks it's a fun gag to blame it on me. Like, one year I was with my dad, and we were lighting off fireworks, <laughs> and he like, I light mine, and he lights his. And he runs away, he tips it over. So now it's pointed at us. <laughs> Shooting into woods. <laughs> okay, so I had to run across the line of fire to get this bucket of water to put out the leaves and shit because they were burning because they were dry. So it was that time, another time, you know, they always knock something over and it always shoots at us for some reason. It's never my fault, man. Did I tell you or, or the audience my gladiator story? Yes. Yeah, man, that's... Gladiator sounds like a fun game. We should try it sometime. Yeah, yeah, if it, just briefly, if you guys didn't hear it, but briefly, we used to, I don't know, we were young, like, teenagers, just breaking the tops off of bottle rockets while we were in the garage, and, like, you know, people were smoking cigarettes and stuff in there, and they would light one and just let it go off. And without a stick, man, it was like, you never know where it'd go. Mm -hmm. But you would yell, Gladiator, when you did it. And then everybody would have a chance to take cover. (laughs) Well, one time when it happened, they threw it and Gladiator was set and everybody ran for the door and, like, I was the last one there, right? And my last footstep, I stepped on the bottle rocket as it was, like, exploding. And, Mm. yeah, it just tarred up my foot. It was real messed up. So I will give you the sloppy horror PSA. Please be careful with fireworks because, like Mark said, you could tip them over and get blamed for it, and it could burn somebody's house down. Yeah, I will be a, like, it's your fault, man. I held a a pack of uh, firecrackers for too long one time. You get messed up? Yeah, it burnt, it burnt like half my thumb. It was a big blister like half my thumb was. I also was an idiot kid one time, and uh, I we used to have these golf holes in our yard. Yeah. Like golf holes. So I was an idiot and I put a smoke bomb. I lit a smoke bomb and I put it in the golf hole and I sat on it because I was like, hey, it's going to look like I'm farting smoke. <laughs> but, I, but but you know how smoke bombs when it. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> but you know how smoke bombs, when you light them to get started, they shoot out a flame? Yes. I didn't wait to sit on it till after that happened. I sat on it before that flame went out. So I burnt my ass, and I get up. I'm like, ah, shit, shit. So I started walking back because I'm a. I started walking back because I'm embarrassed. My dad's like, get the fuck over here now, because my ass, because my ass was on fire. <laughs> Papa Ozark wasn't playing games. He's no, like, he's, in there, he's in there. He's in there, fucking hitting the shit out of me in my ass, trying to put the fire on. I'm like, ah, what the fuck? What's going on? He's like, you're on fire, dumbass. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, yeah so see, it's easy. You learn, you learn, you learn. You know, you you learn from your mistakes, kids. 
and glad for lucky for you, you yep. won't put a smoke bomb down a golf hole and sit on it. Yeah, that's right. So you know, I get, I'm telling you guys, don't play around with fireworks. And I know that not all of you listeners are American, so. I don't know what kind of summer holiday you guys have that maybe we don't, but I'm kind of curious to hear it. And I'm also curious, too. I mean, we've got people from all over. we got folks over there in Germany and France. So seriously, tell us what you guys do in the summer, man. Like, this is like most Americans, when you say summertime, they think of Fourth of July. It's like kind of like the, um, I, I don't know, it's like the kickoff for summer. Almost, in my opinion. Even though we have Memorial Day, which kind of starts it, but there's still like spring-like weather, a couple chilly days. Fourth of July, brother, you're in summer. Yep. You're in summer. That's what's going on. Yep. Absolutely. This is just one of my traditions I've always had is to watch Return of the Living Dead, man. It makes sense. Takes place on Fourth of July weekend in the movie. Yeah, man. I, I Maybe I'm a nerd for doing that, but I just kind of like to stick. I have like an order of the year. If you... You can tell me a certain horror movie, and I can tell you what month I'm probably watching it in. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the 4th of July because it's a fun time movie, and 4th of July is one of the funnest holidays. Yeah, that It's makes one of sense. the holidays you, I'm sure, look forward to compared to other holidays. Yeah, uh, it, Halloween is up there, obviously. 4th is up there. I'm kind of interested, though, like, do you feel like a smart individual? A little bit. Do you feel like you know anything particular about this movie other people do not? Well, let's see. All right. Oh. Welcome to the What Do You Know Here. This is the segment of the show here where we're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. So you're going to find out what we know. If you don't know what we know, then you're now going to know, and then you're going to have a we know gasm. But if you do know, you're going to know what we know too, and we're already in sync. We're already going to cycle up here. So why don't you start us off here and tell me something that you May or may not know about this movie. Look here, I don't like to talk about gross stuff, but I gotta tell you guys about what's going on with this movie. Yeah. It's kind of nasty. Yeah. It's kind of gross. Yeah. But here's a weird fact about Return of the Living Dead. You give it to me, baby. So the director, Mr. Dan O'Bannon, he paid some of these zombies, that you know, the extras who played zombies, uh-huh. he paid these guys extra cash money, hard cash. He paid them extra money to eat the raw cow brains. Like raw cow brains? Real raw cow brains, but you want to hear- That's kind of disgusting. Bro, it's not- It's more than fucking kind of that's gross. Cook that- Cook it in a fucking skillet something. Why don't you just use ground beef or something? That's how you get the mad cow disease. I know. So- Don't they know that- Where's the FDA in this shit? But this crazy motherfucker... Hold on, wait a second. Now go back. Can you actually eat cow brain? Is that like a menu item? Because I know that you eat like cow testicles and cow udders and shit. I think that's... I don't know. I mean, I'm junior. I'm not a fucking scientist here, but I've heard that. I think you eat the brains. I think that's how you get the mad, uh, the, the mad cow disease. I mean, okay, I, makes sense to me. I mean, you know, I guess so. You know, 
We should call my cousin Terry. He's good with fucking science. He made straight A's. Kid was a fucking. Sure. He went to college. The yeah, well, he's one. He's one of those. Family. One of those brainos, you know. Hey, no big deal. No big but deal. Hey. Let me tell you the real kicker about the whole fucking thing. Though. Oh sure, go ahead. So you're thinking that anybody fucking do this? Well, the answer's fucking probably, cause this crazy batshit director Dan O'Bannon. He says, I'm not going to make him do something that I wouldn't do. So this crazy guy, he picks up a handful of these raw cow brains. He goes, nom, 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 nom. he eats them up right there, right in front of all the extras. All of them see it. And he says, look, I could do it. You could do it. That's a pretty good way to get people to do it. How much extra you are it. you paying me? I don't know. You talk numbers, pal. <laughs> it's it's going to make it a lot easier here when... You're offered extra money, and the person paying you just did that. Look, you know, I'd say, look here, brother, look. I mean, I cook food, you know. I got, I come from a family of people cooking food. All I can do, you know, I can make some food that looks like raw brains. You know, it's no big deal. Well, you know, hey, what are you going to do here? It's 1985. They did things different back then. I call, I call my sister, Teresa. She'll come over. She'll make all kinds of dishes for everybody. Do you know something about this movie? Yeah, I know something about this movie here. So you will know the director, Mr. O'Bannon. Direct him? The, the director. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say direct him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, it's how I hear it down here in my ears. Uh, they don't work so good. These yeah, days. you know, get, you pull yourself together here. So the director of this movie, Mr. O'Bannon. Uh-huh. He was originally going to be the Frank character in this movie who was played by James Karen. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. But James Karen showed up for the audition, and yeah. Mr. Bannon was like, you know what? This ain't my role anymore. You the guy. You. Oh, James is the best. You're a good Jew. James definitely fits it. But that would be pretty crazy to think that the director's in, like, half the movie, more than half the movie. That would be kind of hard to direct and act. I mean, some people can do it. Yeah, but, I uh, mean, Stallone, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of extra work. Stallone with Rocky. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, that's too much. That's work. too much work, man. You're not. You, that, that's like double the work for single to pay. You know what I'm saying here? Yeah, no big deal. No big deal here. Well, that's good. You got anything else? That was a good fact. No, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that, that, that's itself. really solid. I mean, I don't think you need anything more than that. Yeah, I think you guys could walk away and say, "Hey, I know a little bit extra about that movie. A little bit of flavor. Flavor for you." Okay, well, that's good. We'll see you guys the next time with a good movie. Sure. Okay. I feel informed. As you should, because I do as well. Good stuff, good stuff. Honestly, pondering over this again, and I didn't, even though I watch this a billion times, and I guess it's just because these actors are so familiar to me. I mean, we kind of touched base, but seriously, there's a lot of horror-friendly people in this movie. It's almost like it's made for the horror fan, made for the horror actor. It's like kind of how Rob Zombie does where he just crews a bunch of horror actors together. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like it was a precursor to that. Somebody was just like, yo, you know, we we all do scary movies. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe my favorite actor throughout all of this or my favorite character within the movie. Frank would be up there with his overacting. Um, James Karen's just overacting, but like not too much where he ruins it. But he, like when he's dealing with all this, he's like, oh, God. <laughs> like he is very upset. Um, I like him a lot. 
Um, I like Bert. Bert's great. Bert is a, he's great. He's he's like the the typical eighties <laughs> adult, yes. mature kind of guy. He's got that voice and everything fits the role perfectly. Oh, I love um, it, dude. He's got like the gold watch and chain on. Yeah. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Damn Come it, on. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Frank. You get over here now, Frank. Come on, be a man, Frank. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I can do this, Bert. Awesome. <laughs> you do a clear colicker pretty good. Yeah, basically just quit uh quit being a pussy, you know. I also <laughs> like the I like the I like the black guy dude. What's it what's that actor's name, you know, off the top of your head? I don't, man, and I've seen him at conventions, which yeah. is bother me. It'll it'll I, come to I me. I always love his interaction when they're in a heated argument between him and Bert. Like for instance, when they're gonna drive, he's like, Man, man, I'll drive. He's like No Bert's <laughs> like, No, I'll drive. He's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, wow, what the hell? Miguel Nunez? Yeah. I, yeah, he's, you know, yeah, he's you know great. I also noticed, too, that I like that they did is they didn't go on the stereotype of typical horror movies. He survives till the end. Yeah, man. Yeah. Of course, till like the nuke blows them all up, but he survived. He did. He's going to be the one of the survivors, which is not common. So good for him. Good for him switching it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's always good to see something different, but you didn't realize that, did you? No, he didn't fare as well on the Friday the 13th. No. Those enchiladas were talking back at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was actually kind of a cool kill. Um, But, man, there's it, this is just a memorable movie. And it's like I almost feel silly breaking it down because I feel like if you're a horror nerd, you've seen it. <laughs> I really do. But if you haven't, I really hope this inspires you at some point to watch it now. It's it's really it's it'll put you in a better mood if you watch this. Seriously. Yes. It really will. Um it's just it's just a feel good make you feel happy kind of movie when you watch it. Yeah, I don't know what your significant other is like if but if they don't really like the horror world, if they don't like campy, if they don't laugh at campy cuz that's a style. Like some people don't understand satire like we mentioned early in the episode. Like they don't understand that it wasn't meant to be like I don't care about plot holes and goofy shit. Now, I don't think there's plot holes in this movie, but with some, they're like, oh, my gosh, man. This it's movie a- looks horrible and all this. Like, no, no, it really doesn't. I mean, yeah, if you're thinking this is supposed to be a legit scary movie, which it's not. Yeah, it's not, you man. Know, it's- a, lot of people, a lot of people forget to make sure you realize what the movie is trying to do mm-hmm. and what it's supposed to do. Um, that's why I think a lot of these movies don't get as much credit as they really do because they're not going into it expecting or, you know, watching it how they should be watching it. I guess I could say that. Yeah, I'm like a doctor, baby. I'm like a doctor, baby. A doctor. I'm saying I'll give you prescriptions of horror, but you have to come to me honestly with what your body is suffering. If you're like, man... I like horror comedy, then this is it. This is top of the list. But if you're like, nope, I like suspense. And I think that's probably, I see that too. You know, some Mm -hmm. people need to identify what their favorite genre of horror is. Yeah, because there's all times. There's comedy horror, there's sci-fi horror, there's the slasher horror. Campy slasher, yep. Psychological, paranormal, Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man, the list goes on and on. There's the torture porn kind. There's the home it's invasion. Got, it's got, there's more horror categories than there are on Pornhub. 
Yeah, yeah. There really might be. <laughs> I think there is, man. Somebody do the math. Someone help us out. Yes, please, somebody uh, do that, and uh, you get back to us on that. Join us next episode live as we pull up or not. No, I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> we'll uh, blur it. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, we got to we gotta give the chef's final kiss to this movie, I guess. I guess we got to rate this damn thing. Sloppy horror rating, baby, yeah! Welcome, boys and girls. I hope you are doing well. And welcome to the Sloppy Horror Rating. Now, if this is your first time here, I'm saying hello and welcome. How this works is we rate this horror movie 10 points system. Three categories. Three categories worth three points. Final category is worth one point for a total of 10 points altogether. Christian Ramey is the horror nerd, and he never steers you wrong in a rating. He's, he's really pretty good at this, I can honestly say. So, Thanks, Mark. sit back, relax. Sit back, relax. <laughs> I didn't mean to break your concentration. You <laughs> Knock it off. Now I don't even remember what the hell I'm talking about, so I'm just going to go right into it. Okay. I was trying to give you a compliment. You did. I was very yeah, honored by that. I, you I gotta, appreciate it. And you got to be all fucko over there and ruin it. I do feel like this this rating system is very individual. I mean, I, at least I I created this, and I do feel like it's very fair. But I did take a lot of time to put it together. But I never try to to gloat or anything. But I appreciate you giving me the compliment. Thank you. That was very nice of you. Sure. So, can I start this damn thing now? Excuse me. Yeah. First category in the Sloppy Horror rating for three points is casting. Wow. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Some, I mean, even a lot of these movies that we've talked about, I've seen a million times, but they're a little more serious toned. So, like, I watched them two times almost again, or like the night before we do our episode. Even though I'm uber familiar, like Nightmare on Elm Street, for example, it's my favorite movie of all time. I don't even want to know the number of times I've watched it because I would probably be upset. <laughs> You've watched that for two years of your life. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but I feel very similar with this movie that I've watched it so many times that I just didn't watch it or, or with the intent of rating it because it's so serious. And even though we've been talking about the casting this whole episode, I really haven't even like thought of the rating of it. Holy shit, three out of three with casting, man. All these guys, they're mm-hmm. great. It's so much fun. There isn't anyone in this movie that doesn't belong. The punk crew works. Um, the work crew works. The paramedics work. And the paramedics were really funny, too. I like the, when they the, come in. The cops work. Yeah. Even, even the army and the sergeant. Freeze, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> What's for dinner? Your favorite land chops. No, I had that for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Lamb chops for lunch. Damn, that's what some hearty fuck? eating. Well, that's some damn sergeant who's living on the beach and shit, so fuck him. But Yeah, yes. three out of three. Three out of three for casting. Very good. Go on to the next category is kills for three points. Wow, Ozark Mark. Wowzer again. Another Three out of three. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, who's the makeup artist on this movie? I cannot give a Tom Savini movie 
a bad rating when it comes to kills. Sorry, buddy. It's three out of three. He's amazing. He's amazing. There's so many different types of zombies. There's so many different types of kills. There's brain eating. There's biting into heads. There's just mobs of zombies attacking people. There's the sawing of a body. I mean, they saw a zombie up to pieces, man. Literally. They're they shoot them. There's all kinds of stuff. That's what makes zombies fun. How are we going to kill them? <laughs> I see you better how- get out that book. Remember that show, uh, a, million, a Thousand Ways to Die or A Million Ways to Die, whatever the hell it was? Yeah, I, I'm serious. So that's what it is. I feel like for horror directors, if you get into the zombie world, it's like smoke and crack. Like, you're like... Oh my god! Like, how are we gonna keep doing this every way? Like, I want to check this out. We're gonna have a lawnmower run him over, and you're like, "Well, actually, I had an idea where he's gonna, you know, put just, him in the microwave." Just you know? look at your surroundings for ten seconds. I bet you, down here, we can figure out at least five or six ways to kill a zombie right now at the top of our. Can heads. you imagine that's somebody's job at some points in time? Some some people have the best luck, man. Tell man. you what, I hope so, we can get paid off scary movies one day. We'll keep dreaming. We'll keep working and keep dreaming. You know what I mean? Dream. So, dream. I, w- I was going. I believe I can get me so we're at a total of six out of ten right now. So far, it's a perfect score. So far, it's a perfect score. But. It's not going to be. Don't get away. Don't spoil it for people. We're not even there yet. Next category, last category, three-point category, fear. This is such a great movie that I don't want to give it a zero in any category, but I'm going to give it a half because there are weird people who are scared of the weirdest shit, and um, there's probably somebody that was frightened by this movie. So I will give this a point five. Because it is Tom Savini, the zombies do look terrifying. The there are you know spooky imagery. I just don't know if we're so numb to whatever. You know, I don't know if our tolerance is so high. But there are people, and let's let's you know hold aside that this was '85, right? So I mean, let's just say 1992. There wasn't like a 12 year old that watched this, or like an eight year old who was like, "Fuck." Well, there's somebody that's gonna. There, there has been somebody. There's no way there hasn't been somebody that wasn't scared of this movie. I'm giving it, point but it's five very small. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it point five. It's about the same odds. If you put the odds of getting struck by lightning compared to the odds of people that are scared by this movie, they're about the same. In the people in the world, one huff, one diagonal line, two one is that huff. score for that? Yes, one huff for you. One what for me? One half for you. What's a what's the matter? One Mark? heart. Mark, you are always talking to me like this. I said one half. One half for fear. So that puts us at six. One half. Six and a half points out of ten. So the last category worth one point. Does Christian fuckhole Ramy listen to? That's not listen. Me. Lot listen. What am I saying? Fuck with this movie. I absolutely do. I'm so shocked. I mean, how could you not fuck with this movie, really? I mean, be real about it. I how would the, be. You how? have to be very pretentious not to be. 
You have to have, you have to be uh I don't know, let's see, who wouldn't like this movie? Um Okay. I don't know if you guys like Who wouldn't like this movie, seriously. Very um uh religious folks like say like just the folks that are like we're not watching any kind of r-rated pictures like those kind of people but i'm not recommending anything for you to do but let's just say you're an individual maybe you like to pour a strong drink or maybe you like to roll one up or you know whatever you do i i don't i don't care what you do a fruit roll up Sure. Yeah, fruit roll up. Roll that. Roll that sucker a up. A tall drink and fruit roll. Fruit roll up is what you said. Yeah. So you take that strong drink and you take that fruit roll up to the face, and you put this movie on and tell me you don't chuckle a little bit. And if you say no, you're awfully pretentious. You need to relax a little bit in life because if it's not say, that serious. If it's not say, that serious. It's just life, bro. If you say no, I don't want to live in the same city as you. That's how close I don't want to be to you. Yeah. If and. What bothers me is somebody would be like, the plot doesn't even like tie in, and it's like, no, it's not that's about when, that. That's no, that's that. that's when you just grab the nearest thing near you and chuck it at them, yeah. and get them away from you because that type of shit is not. You don't need that in your life. Get that away. This, you you go away. You shoo and you never come back. This the uh, Return of the Living Dead makes my sides hurt. I laugh so damn much. I really do. I mean, I laugh so much. Like, even if I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to just watch this subjectively. You can't, man. It's just so funny. It is. I'm, it's I, great. It's a piece of art, man. It's so fun. It's it's really fun. The album art, or like the, the sleeve for the VHS of this yeah. is, I mean, not to be corny, but it's seriously, it's beautiful. It is a piece of 80s, like just gold. If you had that at when we were kids, if you saw that sucker, you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm watching this for sure. It's like a headstone with Return of the Living Dead written into it. Like, oh, it's great. Dude, some of the 80s VHS artwork was some of the coolest ever. I always used to, you know, when video stores were still around, you know, like every time I was in the video store at the kid, I, always, always, I would always wander off to the horror section just to look at the covers and shit. Like, They're always awesome, man. That's what happened, Mark. So... The movies, the drive-ins, obviously, those those took off. And then in that early 80s, when things started to get, you know, uh, sequels started happening. They're like, man, we made this good money, so we'll boom into a sequel. Then VHSs came out, and that boom happened. And, and we've talked about this before. It was very rarely for people of our generation or before. Unless you were old enough to see the franchise start... Sometimes when you were younger, you would just watch a random-ass horror movie. Somebody's like, I got Evil Dead 2 before you saw Evil Dead 1 or something. like it, Sometimes that's just how it happened. You never knew what video somebody had. It wasn't like you're going to stream it. If somebody's like, I got Friday the 13th Part 4, and that's like what you started on. That's not a bad choice, first off, but in the same like that's just how it was man like there wasn't readily available so what you the the movies that impacted you were oftenly sequels which was random but that's just kind of the way it worked so you're very much correct in that and um this just kind of fell right in that kind of category just beautiful artwork on this sleeve man great job the whole movie the soundtrack the cast the, just the pace of it nobody's too serious but they made it serious enough where it was still a movie yeah it's still it's a good you don't have to think yeah when you watch this 
No, it's, it's not, not an st- intense story. You don't mm-hmm. have to, you don't need anybody's backstory. You don't need to remember anybody really. It's just you, you know they're all it's just a situation. Human and survival. Here it is. Human survival. That that's it. And people getting fucked up by zombies, which is always hilarious. Yeah, it's like a uh because obviously, like, you know, with TV shows like The Walking Dead, that's an episodic thing or, you know, an episodal thing. So it goes on for on and on and on. And you could take it on. That for show years. is still going on. For Christ's sake, just right, end that, the shit. Yeah, right. That That's a whole nother thing. But when you have a movie, you don't have that. So it's a short story. And there's just this, like, intensified, fast, like, all right, you got this group of people. Some of them are funny. Some of them are kind of ballsy. But most all of them you kind of fuck with. You kind of like all of them. There, there's like even like uh, even trash. Linnea Quickly's character, who's like naked, and she's like, I mean, excuse my French, but she's a slut, like proudly claimed, like she's just nuts, right? And she's still a cool character. She's like dancing naked on a grave, like you know, she, but like in a cool way. Like there's like zombies coming out, and she comes back as a really sweet zombie. Oh actually. yes, mm-hmm. real seducing zombie. I can't complain with any of this, man. I no. just there's just no complaints from me. Please go out and watch it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. Uh, it's Fourth of July, man. Fourth of July. What's wrong, Ozark? You look upset down there. No, I'm fine. I zoned out. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do that sometimes too, man. It's it just happens, but I think that's the sign of being intelligent. You've got shit on your mind. No, I just I just zoned out. I don't think I was really thinking about anything. There had to be a thought in your brain. No, it, it couldn't have been about <laughs> nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. I have the ability to do that. Think about nothing. It's, oh, a, it's man. very good talent. I'm very jealous of that. Oh, I know. You wonder why I can sit around and we can hang out forever and I cannot say a word for at least an hour because that happens. We're like PB and J though, brother. Like if you were like me, I wouldn't like you, and if I was like you, you wouldn't like. You know, it's like, that's just the way things are. I think. Sure. I think that's like kind of dating somebody. You could date somebody similar to you, but they can't be the same exact person, or you would hate them. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 I got the opposite attract one for sure. Me and my wife are are completely different uh-huh. in almost every category. Yep. Every category. I feel the I same. I think the things the things we have in common are like the same. I only need this. I, I can count on my fingers. I guarantee it. I agree. But I think that's what – to make a strong human being is to accept like somebody – like to accept – because it, it keeps you balanced, man, because it is kind of cool. Like especially – I mean my situation the same. I'll go upstairs. I'll be like, yeah, so I'm thinking about, you know, we're going to do Return of the Living Dead episode and this and that. And she's like – well, that, that's great. <laughs> and you're like, all right, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you. She's very supportive, very great. But it's like, I, I like the balance of it all. Um, It just, you know, it, it very much helps me out. But yeah, man, I hope you guys have a great, you know, 4th of July. I hope your summer's starting off good. You know, throw it in the mix, throw this movie in. And we, we want to be seasonally appropriate throughout all. So you can expect that from us. If there's a seasonal horror movie, we're going to be talking about it. We'll be right here. And if you're new to the channel, you know, if you've came from TikTok, we very much appreciate you. Or wherever the hell you came from. We love you guys. And our forever listeners, we love you guys too. We'll let you know. 
There's going to be merch coming out soon, and it's convention season, like there's we said. There's going to be merch, and there's going to be <coughs> some cool giveaways. Yes, and it will be affordable. We're not those kind of people. And and honestly, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys straight up, if you guys are the listeners from, like, out in Germany, if you guys are the guys from out in France, you know, shoot us a message or whatever. We'll send you guys some shirts or whatever. We appreciate you guys listening. So, I mean, and that's all over. We're, we appreciate all of you. We're here talking about scary movies. I'm with, like, one of my... My like my brothers here talking about horror movies. Hell yeah, man, that's a good life. That's a good life. No complaints. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hell yeah, man. I hope you guys have a great time. We'll be back next week. Mark will be clapping them cheeks, and I'll be back. You know, spitting some scary movie facts. What will it be about? Well, you're just gonna have to wait and find out. Yeah, boy, yeah. Uh, we love you guys. We I'm out. Seriously, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I've you been drinking beers, man. <laughs> I've been drinking yeah. beers. I've been trying to hold it back. Burp one more time, motherfucker. I've been I have burp gastrointestinal one, problems. Burp one more fucking if time. If you had gastrointestinal Stop issues. Stop eating shit that makes you burp. I didn't even eat anything today. And how are you burping? I don't know. Beers? Beers. These are IPAs. <laughs> Ippas. Stop drinking that shit, man. Oh, bro, they're heavy hitters. I can't drink 12 beers. <laughs>